0: Welcome to Just Between Us, a podcast powered by the Corey Johnson program
1: for post-traumatic healing in Boston. Every week, we focus on ways to heal from the devastating impact of collective trauma on our world. My name is Reverend Liz Walker. My name is Judelle Cummins. Our guest today is Deborah Johnson,
0: the mother of Corey Johnson, the young man who we named this program after. Deborah is one of its founders. Corey Johnson was killed in 2010 during a wave of violence that seems to keep repeating itself in our neighborhood. Roxbury still suffers from more than its share of gun violence, particularly during this pandemic. Deborah, we are just really honored to have you here. And my first question is, how does this continuing violence affect you when you hear about another shooting in the neighborhood? How do you react to that?
2: Well, first of all, my body reacts there's a tug in my heart i just feel sad i do start reliving a lot of the moments from my own story i think about what's ahead for them i wish i could reach out to like every mother and journey with them
1: would you mind sharing some of your story how did you find out about the shooting that took corey's life
2: this is always uh the tough part for me to talk about yeah because i had just come home from a 50th birthday party i left corey at the house watching uh basketball and so i mean i left the house about 11 so as i came back home and i'm settling down the phone rings this is now after 2 a.m so right away my senses are on high the woman on the other end says corey was shot he's at brigham's i don't know if she told me where it happened But I drove past the scene on my way to the hospital. I stopped, and it was so, so dark. I started to ask questions because the whole CSI thing is going on now, and nobody would answer me. So finally, this uh, detective comes over to me, and he's like, ma'am, park your car over there. And I will get Officer Mike, I will never forget his name, Officer Mike to drive you to the hospital. I think that my numbness started there. Mm. Officer Mike, I kept like running my mouth. Yep, 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 yep. Officer Mike, not a word. Mm. So I think that's when I started to feel like, you know. Almost out of body, because I, I just knew. I just knew.
0: Wow. Wow. You know, you said that y- you don't, it's hard to mm-hmm. share this story, but, but and I don't want to, you know, keep you there, but I do want to know when did you know you were going to survive Corey's death? Was, this, you know, was it a matter of being able to tell the story, or what, what changed that you, or did anything ever change in, in how you handled the story?
2: Well, I know that when when it happened, like I just said to you, uh, I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I know I was talking, I was moving, I was making plans, but none of it felt real. At some point, I think because of my beliefs, I knew I would see him again because I believed that. Fortunately, my committee is what I call them, <laughs> my family, my friends, my church family, They were always there. I could not have gotten through this without them. And the one thing that I do say every single day, I say say it now since May 30th, I say that, but I, I think I was saying that before. I say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it has nothing to do with possessions, it just has to do with my being. And so I know he is my protector. I will lack for nothing. I would not lack for love. I would not lack for forgiveness. So I think that is how I deal with, you know, the fact that he's gone. This is when I'm not in denial. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm. And does that help you tell the story a little better? Because you do end up getting asked to tell the story over and over again. Yeah,
2: it, it absolutely does.
1: Yeah. For many people, faith is our ultimate resource um, when it comes to like healing and coping. Um, And so we always hold our faith as our guiding uh, factor. But how effective were the resources that you used after Corey's death?
2: Well, the first thing that actually happened was the church brought in clinicians they played a huge, huge part in our survival. They came, they gave us a glimpse of what the whole grieving process would be like, or else we would honestly think we were going crazy. I also attended a group in Cambridge for about five years with um like minded people, mm-hmm. right? So I think that helps a lot. Grief is grief is like a roller coaster. A simple thing was that um I cut I cut off my fingernails, right? He used to bite his fingernails. Mm-hmm. And Mika looked at my hands and she's like, That is creepy because it looks just like his hands.
0: Wow, your daughter Mika. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So little things like that with grief, but
0: But that was you did get the resources yes. that you need. Yes. Uh, I think that said so, you said so many important things, but I, I just wanted to, to to kind of pinpoint the idea that she had grief counseling, Mm Judell, and that she went to, you know, groups. And sadly, in our community particularly, a lot of people don't use those resources, don't know those resources exist, exist, and don't have access to those resources. So, uh, you know, this church always, you know, kind of opened up that Mm -hmm. door for Mm -hmm. for you, but that doesn't happen all the time, and we're blessed that it happened here, and that's why we have our program. Mm Why did you decide to lend Corey's name to the program? Because I think you had, as I remember back, you had some hesitation about that.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, when I was first approached, I was not sure that I wanted to be involved with a program that would be a constant reminder that he was gone. I also was hesitant because... I was like, well, there's so many other young men out here being killed, and you know, how come him? Right? But after, like, you know, some talks with my family and friends and stuff, I I realized that um, Corey, for one thing, he was introverted, but what he liked, when he liked something, he became extroverted. So he loved people. He loved helping people. I think that uh, I was sad, but I was grateful because uh, we were about to start a healing that this community badly, badly needed. But every time I see his name, I'm get my heart smiles. Mm-hmm. I'm getting like.
0: Especially all the things that we've done with this program, yeah. all the things that Corey's done. I mm-hmm. mean, the fact that we're even, you know, in other communities outside this neighborhood and mm-hmm. other states. Yeah. It's like national. That's yeah. Cory in a way
2: in this spirit. You know, my daughter told me this, this one thing, and um, I was like, oh my god, he's, um, he wanted to be a, um, a promoter. That's the word. <laughs> he wanted to be a promoter. So, when when the news came about you know wbz and all that i was telling my daughter and she said ma he is promoting he just needed a vessel wow
0: wow right wbz tv is going to help us in the fall uh get the word out about community mental health programs like ours and the need for them so we're very excited we haven't announced this officially you who are listening to this podcast just got a huge scoop that we're doing that, but uh, that will take this program to another level and we get other replications and. But
2: but
1: also the program itself,
2: I think that's the vessel because that's how it started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With the, you know.
1: What makes the program so effective in your opinion?
2: Well, I think this program, it brings hope to people. You know, when you're in denial, the truth, it just seems so distant. So I think what this program provides is connection human and spiritual connection. I went to see uh, a therapist and we just couldn't click, right? Because I felt that they were cold or they were just not connecting, I was just not connecting with them. So, you know, your senses are heightened. So if you don't feel safe, then you will cut and run. Hmm. So I think the safety and the connection keeps this program going or Mm -hmm. makes it what it is Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. you're a
0: community companion or you kind of lead them what does it mean to be a community companion in this program
2: well a community companion is usually a trauma survivor a community companion is uh present and listens Uh, we were given some training about trauma and grief and healing. And we also have the support of Colleen because we are not professionals. You know.
0: Colleen Sharca is the director, the director of the program. Of the
2: Corey Johnson program. So, you know, we are not professionals. She's a clinician. So if we feel that we can't handle the con- the conversation, we pass it on to her. And to steal your word, I would say that's about abiding. That's what that's what the companions do. We just sit with people. We listen, you know, we're just there. Mm
1: -hmm. What advice do you have for families who are going through what you went through?
2: Well, first of all, I would say this, you cannot do this alone. You absolutely cannot. All connection is broken once this trauma takes you over, at least in the first few years I mean, that's what happened with me. I was blessed with a family that would not leave me alone, still, Uh, a short story about my sister, Donna. She's my older sister. She takes her her older sister obligations very, very seriously. (coughs) And she moved in with me, like nobody spoke about it. I just know that she was there. She stopped her life and moved in with me for one year at times you feel like you're bothering people or you're going to bring them down with your story. What I want to tell you is this, they're waiting for you. When you you cannot pray or you just don't want to, find someone who will pray for you and with you. There's a lot of people out here who want to help. They don't know what to do. If you reach out, you will find these people. They're waiting. They're in your circle. And just know that a piece of your heart is gone forever, Mm. but your loved one, they got it.
0: Mm. That is so powerful and so beautiful. And we thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm sure it's going to help somebody who's listening. You know, the one thing we've learned in our trauma work is that trauma comes in all sizes, in all forms, in all ways. And we are going through a time of trauma right now in this pandemic. Uh, that will not go away. And you spoke at one of our most recent Can We Talks very strongly about being angry about how this pandemic is, is now kind of you know broken down. You have people who take the vaccine and people who don't take the vaccine. Could you share some of your anger? I, I just think that that's what trauma is right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, someone close to me was... Um was just, um, just tested positive, like about a week ago. And I got so mad because this person did all the right things. They got vaccinated. They got their kids vaccinated. They social distanced. They were in the mask. And just one person who was not vaccinated was dealing with children. She tested positive. And so, this person was uh, in that circle, so they tested positive. And that makes me so mad because why would you be dealing with kids and not get the vaccine? I don't think it's fair that you try to do the right thing. Thank God that this person that I know just had like a bad cold. I know people have different reasons why they're not getting vaccinated. but. You want people to look around and see that, you know, if you get vaccinated, if you have uh, loved ones that are vaccinated, and then they they pick up this variant, then I think, you know, that's some food for thought. You need to think about that.
0: That is some food for thought. And I think it's important that that food for thought comes from you, Deb. And thank you so much for being with us. And thank you for being with us. We hope you'll continue to join us for Just Between Us as we talk about tough subjects and we hope you'll continue to join us in our weekly zoom conversations called can we talk where people from all walks of life share their stories of loss grief hope and healing if you want to learn more about can we talk and the corey johnson program for post-traumatic healing visit our website at rpcsocialimpactctr.org i'll say that again RPC, social impact, C-T-R, dot org. Be well, everybody. Thank you.